0: By now, just about everyone has heard about the horrible attacks in Israel this last week and just the war that is developing because of that. Um, And these are majorly important events. And as Christians, we should just carefully consider um, how we respond to these kind of events. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, Brandon, you have a little more experience than some with Israel, right? Like you lived there for a year, I think.
1: Uh, for three months, so it's a oh, semester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So no, I'm not. I'm but not you an learned expert. so much. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, living there um, definitely have a little bit of firsthand experience. Yeah. And studying the history of modern Israel a mm-hmm. little bit again. Nowhere near an expert, man. These are super, super complicated events. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a little bit of familiarity with this, and of course, I think there's just some principles from Scripture that we can, yeah, we can focus on and think about because um, I don't know if the key to all of this is having extensive knowledge of all the background events or any Mm -hmm. of that. It's mostly pointing to, okay, what are the basic principles of Scripture we can go to whenever we see something like this,
0: right? Whenever so, we see a situation developing, it's like, okay, well, the first thing should be, how do I think about this biblically? Yes, you know, so that's the most yes. important thing. So, real quick, can you can you just explain a little bit of the situation? For yes, us, for someone who may not know exactly what's going on.
1: Yeah, so obviously, it's, you know, even as we post this video, I'm sure things have changed or developed a little bit. But what has happened up this point was that Hamas, right, a terrorist organization mm-hmm. that's located in Gaza and in the West Bank of Israel. Um, is, uh, you know, so God, the Gaza Strip is on the, the south, uh, in the, on the coast of Israel in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And October 7th, Hamas launched this attack on Israel. So they had people cross over the border. They had people flying in on these uh, gliders. Mm-hmm. There were at least initial reports where there were about 5,000 rockets that were shot over to Israel. And Israel has what's called Iron Dome. So it's their missile defense system. Mm-hmm. So they're very used to having rockets shot at them. It's very different than here. I mean, when I went there, right before I went there, there was a, a bunch of rockets shot at Israel, and it was international news, and my, my grandma was freaking out, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't go there. Um, but they have a, a really good defense system, but with that many rockets, there was just no way they could shoot them all down. And so there's gaps in the, de, in the defense technology, yeah. um, as sophisticated as it is. Um, they attacked communication towers, and so it seems like there was some inability to communicate and to get information about mm-hmm. where the attacks were happening. Um, they attacked a music festival. Hamas attacked a music festival. Mm-hmm. And so there's video, of course, I'm sure many of you have seen it, of these people who are dancing and then the the terrorists flying in and starting and so to these attack are, and these kill. are just a bunch of innocent civilians, yes, right? Yeah. These yeah. aren't so these soldiers. Are not, no, these are soft <laughs> targets, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they took over some Israeli towns. Uh, the count right now that I've heard is 1,200 Israelis were killed, mm. and these seem to be almost entirely civilians. Yeah, um, that's that's what they're targeting, and many more taken hostages. Hostage. So there was, you know, pictures coming out of dozens of people that they believed had been taken hostage, yeah. and then of course we're seeing these terrorists film what they're doing, post pictures of yeah, it. Some right? of those videos are crazy. Yeah. Bodies, yeah. you know, being dragged around in trucks. There's all sorts of horrible. I would not encourage you to go watch it, um, mm-hmm. but. It is, it is um, very just horrifying, especially in an age where you can see so much of that. Yeah. And you can see that they're excited about what they're doing.
0: The fact that it's being paraded around. Yeah. Right. Makes yeah. it
1: that much more horrifying. So the response of Israel was to declare war against Hamas, and they hit uh, a bunch of strategic targets inside of Gaza. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they had you know information about where the rockets came from, right. and they hit those targets. now. We'll talk about this some more in a little bit, but a lot of those locations end up being mosques, schools, hospitals, because Hamas doesn't have the same standards that America would have mm-hmm. or Israel would have about human life, mm-hmm. and so they'll use they'll use civilians as protection because mm-hmm. they know Israel doesn't want to hit them, right. and so then, that's and where the, they operate the out, of, out. Yeah, is what you're saying. And then yeah. the press comes out and they say, "Oh, they shot shot a mosque or whatever," and it's like, "Well, you're in a tough situation." So, mm-hmm. um, but. It's concerning for israel now because they have enemies kind of on all sides so they've right. had a history of being attacked by multiple different enemies mm-hmm. um, they have hezbollah in the north so people are wondering is hezbollah going to launch an attack and if so what's what does that mean for israel right. so they're just in kind of a, a tough position
0: yeah yeah definitely well so with all of that how should we respond as christians to a situation like this you Mm -hmm. know just from the outside looking in how how do we think about this biblically
1: yeah so we're trying to seek wisdom and and part of wisdom is understanding what you don't know so the first thing is we have to be really careful about the news reports Mm -hmm. and trying to just wait a little bit, give it a couple days, maybe Mm -hmm. at least before you claim something is absolute truth and condemn other people on the basis of it. Um, But, you know, so there's a lot of things happening right now. It's hard to know exactly what's true, but some of the basic things are, we should be outraged by terrorism. I know that that's like the easiest thing to say. Hot take. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, but there, there are a lot of people right now that seem unwilling or unable in some sense to do that. Yeah. Um, there, there doesn't seem to be any dispute that these, these, you know, terrorists from Hamas did this attack, and yet we're seeing people all over our culture who are unwilling to to say anything about this definitively, yeah. and people who are actually defending Hamas. Mm-hmm. I understand defending Palestine, right? Because Hamas is a political party in Palestine; they mm-hmm. rule with an iron fist. Um, so I understand saying we don't want innocent people in Palestine to get killed, of right. course. So we'll mm-hmm. get to that in a second, too. Um, <clears throat> but there are people who are defending Hamas.
0: And so why why do you think that is? Like, how, how do you get to the place where you're defending Hamas?
1: Well, I think a lot of it comes from our modern critical theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's critical critical theories, I should say. So we did a bunch of videos in the last, you know, over like in the spring, yeah. um, which we did those because we said these are the philosophies destroying the world. And... I would encourage you to go watch them and look at them, mm-hmm. and to to see how this kind, these kinds of theories, essentially, they separate people into oppressed and oppressor mm-hmm. groups. And right. so, if you belong to a certain race, a certain gender, a certain even uh, view of morality, mm-hmm. you are inherently an oppressor, and therefore, in a sense, if you take it very to to its extreme, you would say mm-hmm. it you can't really do anything right if you're an oppressor and you can't yeah. really do anything wrong if you're oppressed right so people what people were saying in the in the fallout of this well you know israel's israel's mistreated palestine in the past so it's israel's fault that they were attacked um we saw black lives matter chicago right posting an image of the paraglider with right. the hamas flag promoting and almost kind of in a mocking way is what it would seem yeah but yeah. black lives matter which is an explicitly you know critical theory based marxist organization right? right so they are you can watch our video on critical race theory to hear more specifically about the angle they're taking mm-hmm. but it's the same viewpoint it's that there are certain people who are oppressed and therefore they have to throw off the chains a lot of people are saying well you know this colonialism like we want to decolonize Mm -hmm. again a critical theory term Mm -hmm. so what did you expect do you think that decolonization was going to be peaceful Mm -hmm. no it has to come with bloodshed
0: this is so interesting to see where these critical theories lead right where you want these people to just kind of like do a little self-examination and be like man okay we're at the point now where we're posting like a mocking photo of um all these people who were murdered. Yeah. You know, all these innocent civilians, you know, at what point do you look at yourself and be like, oh man, maybe, maybe there's the something yeah, maybe there's something wrong with my ideology if that's yeah. the point I'm at.
1: Yeah. And you can so. almost understand almost all the riots that happened in the wake of George Floyd. Right. And mm-hmm. saying, well, I mean, yeah, maybe it's an extreme reaction, but there there there's this pent up anger, this rage, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh I obviously from day one was like, this is crazy. This yeah. is evil. Yeah. You don't do that in response to something you believe is unjust. You mm-hmm. let the, you know, authorities deal with it. But in this case, you're talking about a, a coordinated effort, terrorism, killing innocent people had yeah. nothing to do with this. Yeah. I mean, the, the dance or the, you know, this festival mm-hmm. that they went to attacked, it was a festival that was for peace. They were like promoting peace with right. Palestine. Yeah. It's so it's just so tragic. Um, Washington Post had this headline that was pretty amazing they said Israel formally declares war against Hamas as hundreds killed on both sides. So that was just I think the day after the original mm-hmm. attack. Again, is it factually untrue? No. Is it very skewed? Absolutely. Misleading. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, of course there's retaliation and seeking to to hit these uh, military targets, it's entirely different in terms of why they're attacking. So Right. And anyway, so we've seen these rallies. And so I just say, well, no, we should be very clear about this. And mm-hmm. remember, just because there may have been past injustices or there may be disparities between groups, which may have some significance, we, we don't justify any of these evil things, and we don't minimize them either. Because right. that I mean, really is the soft bigotry of low expectations. If you're saying, well, you are you are just so much lower than than people like me that I wouldn't expect you to not be violent yeah, and we can't expect you to yeah. act in a civilized way crazy you know, yeah. crazy. No, that's not that's not what scripture says. So that's the first thing. That's pretty obvious. And then I think second we should affirm that the proper punishment for murder, for these war crimes that we're seeing is death. Mm-hmm. That that Christians should say there is a just retribution for evil actions. Right. And we shouldn't shy away from that. We shouldn't act as if the only response now is to say, well, we're just gonna, you know, turn the other cheek as a mm-hmm. nation. That, yeah. Again, that command is not given to nations. Mm-hmm. The nations, according to Romans 13, are given the sword. And mm-hmm. the sword is to be used in a just way to take vengeance for the mm-hmm. nation, to protect and defend. right? right? That, that's really the heart of it. It's not vengeance, but it's really protection. So yeah. if there are militants and terrorists that are right across your border, mm-hmm. I mean, technically they're in Israel, but you know, Gaza is kind of its own entity, And if they're firing rockets at you whenever they can, it is just to go and to eradicate the perpetrators. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Genesis 9, right, um, says, whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed, right, right, for God made man in his own image. So -hmm. the retribution of punishment is to affirm the value of the image of God. So if somebody kills another Mm -hmm. human, they forfeit their life. Yeah. And so this is a this is a just thing for Israel to move in and to seek out those who have done these crimes. Yeah. So um Yeah, so that, that again, for Christians, should be somewhat uncontroversial.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of important to remember, and, you know, we can do a whole video on this at another time, but the idea that, um, you know, you can be against murder, but, you know, for something like the death penalty as a Christian, right? There's no conflict there. No,
1: in fact, it's it's perfectly in line with each other. Yes, absolutely. So So. just because we're pro-life, which of course we are, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we ignore someone who destroys life. Yeah and think that the the solution is to go pat them on the head and say it's all going to be fine. Right, no, God right. gives God is God's done the thinking for us. Okay? <laughs> we don't we don't have to do all this on our own. Yeah. He said mm-hmm. you kill you forfeit your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, there's something wrong with the universe when a human kills someone else. And the the way to atone for that, in a sense, mm-hmm. is to eradicate that person, yeah. The way to bring justice back to the universe. Absolutely. Of course, we have a better solution for ultimate spiritual atonement in Jesus Christ. Right. Um, yeah. Third thing is the Bible is also clear about the importance of defending innocent human life mm-hmm. in conflicts like this. Yeah. So because I have seen some comments from people that are very emotional, right? They're very reactionary, and they're saying well, we should just completely destroy Gaza. Like, we should just level this place.
0: Yeah.
1: Gaza is, yes, it's run by Hamas, but it's full of different civilians. Right. So a lot of those, I'm sure, are supporting Hamas, but a ton of them are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, a ton of them are in a place where they're stuck in this really in this I mean hellhole. Oh I yeah, mean, really, it's a terrible terrible place to be.
0: Well, a lot of them are being used as human shields.
1: Yes, so <laughs> so they're seeing that and they're being abused and women are being mistreated, all these different yeah. things. And so we have to be. We should not encourage indiscriminate killing. That that's not a. We, as Christians, we have what's called just war theory. Mm. Right, it's been formulated by Christians for for thousands of years, mm-hmm. or fifteen hundred years. Um, and what this, in, what this tells us is that we have to have a proportionate response. So, right. so war can be entered into when there is a need to defend life, and when you can, you know, destroy those who are the actual people that are are fighting, and not and seek to defend innocent human life. Right. So we just have to be careful about that. And again, this is going to be hard mm-hmm. because of the way Hamas treats human life, but. That should be the goal in any any war like this. Is to say, how mm-hmm. can we get rid of those
0: who are the evil mm-hmm. um, perpetrators of this and defend those who are not? Right. So, you know, just an example what you're saying is, you know, if Hamas, you know, has done this, all these terrorist attacks and everything, Israel doesn't get back at them by going and killing some of their innocent yes. civilians. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and again, yeah, so just be careful in the way we talk about this, because mm-hmm. we're talking about this in a way that sometimes feels a little bit bloodthirsty, if I'm right. being honest. Deuteronomy 20 gives laws about wars. And mm-hmm. well, this is a good place to go, because, well, we don't have time to go through it. We went through it with the other gospel, you know, earlier in the right. a couple of years ago, but... It's interesting to hear how Moses talks about how we should engage in war, that there is, like, you should seek peace. Yeah. So you should sue for peace if you can at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, I would, I would assume if he were to be dealing with this situation here, he would be saying, yeah, peace includes the heads of the people that did the crimes. Right. It wouldn't just be to go, oh, well, well let's get over it now. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what Hamas wants. Like, oh, no, we're good. No more fighting. Um, So there's that. There's also, I mean, even just the details of, you know, in Deuteronomy 20 verses 19 and following, Moses even cares about, or I should say God and his law cares about even the trees that you're cutting down. So Mm -hmm. you don't simply, because he says if you're a fruit-bearing tree, if they have food on them, Mm -hmm. you don't cut them down to make siege works. So there's an allowance there and, and, a, and a care for human life because humans will need food. Yeah. And so if you do total war and you just scorch the earth, you'll destroy the ability for humans to flourish in the future. So this is complicated stuff, right? But This is complicated stuff, but we see how the Bible wants to protect um, innocent human life in, in every capacity. That's good. So, And I would just say with this too, I mean, I personally don't want America to enter into a war over this. I don't yeah. want World War Three over this. Right. Obviously, like just in the last couple of years, the tensions in our world and the warfare has been rising. Yeah. You know, I wonder what that's due to um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. bad bad leadership. But you know, I think uh, I think you know I don't want that. Right. So we have to be careful about how we engage with this, and, and that's you know that's getting into the kind of political realm. Mm-hmm. But I would just say you can say evil terrorism, they should be killed, but also say I don't, want,
0: mm-hmm. I don't want the entire world to engage in
1: war over this. I don't want to have unnecessary killing over this.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree. And so can you kind of explain to us the difference between Israel and Hamas? Because some people are kind of yeah. talking about them as if they're just two sides of the exact same coin. Yeah. You know? So what, what's going on there? Because, yeah, they'll it? say,
1: you know, Israeli soldiers have done this or that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I, I'm guessing some of those accounts are true, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. soldiers often do evil things. Nations are often have corrupt leaders, mm-hmm. even the best nations, right? Mm-hmm. Our nation has tons of corrupt leaders. Yeah. So, But here's the thing is the way that Israel and Hamas engage and treat human life is radically different. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Israel's bases are separate from civilian territory because they want to protect civilian life. Right. So they have it separated in order to make sure that no civilians get hurt. Hamas, their main base is in a hospital. Yeah, so so they, they do their headquarters in the hospital they'll have you know missile sites in mosques or under mm-hmm. mosques they'll have you know different bases in schools so they they put their military operations under the cover of a soft target right. that if Israel hits it they'll be attacked by the international community the UN will get all upset yeah so it's a game for them and they don't yeah. they don't really place the same kind of value in human life right you know even when I was there, in uh, 2009, there was an exchange of there was an exchange of prisoners, mm-hmm. and, and I remember our one of our professors saying, "This fr- it really illustrates the value of life between yeah. Western, you know, Judeo-Christian societies and Islamic societies, mm-hmm. because the trade was something like 400, um, you know, terror terrorists, like convicted terrorists, yeah. for one Israeli soldier. Wow, and that and he was saying that's because. They don't necessarily care about the, the, the Muslims. Don't care as much about their prisoners, especially oh. specifically these Muslim extremists. Mm-hmm. But Israel and Western societies put a high value on life. Right. So it's you know you have to think about it in these terms when you're thinking about engagement, and you'll see headlines over the next um, several months, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But when something is destroyed or when a civilian is killed, you have to ask the question of, okay, well, why did that happen? Right. If the, if there's a a murderer who takes hostage a kid, right, mm-hmm. and has a gun to the kid's head, and the police, right, that's police sniper or something, mm-hmm. takes a shot, trying to, being really careful, tries to take a shot to right. eliminate that murderer, and then that's hits right. the child. Well, the the sniper killed the child, mm-hmm. but who's the person who has the most culpability? Right. is clearly the person who had them hostage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he, Israel is constantly put in an impossible situation, or you know, even you've seen uh, that that Bradley Cooper movie, American Sniper. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Bradley. I, don't, I never know actors, but <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Good the, job.
1: The the, the 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 raccoon guy. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but you know where the 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 child has the bomb, right? right? And he's like, I don't know what to do, right? And yeah. So those situations are real. They happen all the time, and so it's incredibly difficult to engage with that and to know. What's the, Whatever you do, mm-hmm. you're going to do something that's wrong and you'll be condemned for it. So,
0: Well, yeah, I mean, just like you're saying, you know, um, Hamas is just kind of like using civilians as like chess pieces, you know, trying to like Because I think there's something about, you know, trying to get bad PR for your enemy, too, you know. And so if, yeah, Israel attacks or retaliates, I should yeah. say. Um and an innocent civilian gets killed in that process, well, you know that Hamas is gonna use that against for sure. them. So it just shows um another way which they're not valuing human life. You yeah. Because they're willing yeah. to just sacrifice them for whatever means.
1: Yeah. So. so again, is Israel without any flaws? Absolutely not. But no, 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 this no. is not no. this is not really equal in, yeah. in this. And then I would say the last thing is we need to admit though, how complicated this entire issue is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Middle East you know, peace has been something everyone's aimed at for yeah. hundreds of years, thousands of years. Um, this is complicated. We can't iron this out all simply, but I would say yeah. there are there is you know there are places that you can go and you can learn more about this. One that came to mind that I read a few years back is this book, Son of Hamas. Mm-hmm. So this is a this is a really good book. What it's about yeah. is it's about um, this this guy who his father was one of the founders of Hamas. Mm-hmm. He was in the West Bank, not in the Gaza Strip, but the, yeah. the West Bank, and he tells his story of how he became essentially a, a double agent for Israel mm-hmm. and then became a Christian. But in parts of it, like I, just, I was just looking through this at before we filmed here, and it's interesting to remember, okay, there's a complicated history here. So Israel was founded in 1948. Mm-hmm. So most a lot of people don't even know that. So it wasn't a nation for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. So it was called Palestine, Um, named after the Philistines. So it was kind of a slap in the face to Israel. Mm. Most people don't realize even that name is very insulting. So it was given by the Romans after they wiped Israel out, essentially. Israel was scattered. And then there's been multiple attempts, though, after the 48 War when Israel was established Mm. to find a way to have a two-state solution. Because a lot of people will say, well, why don't we just have a Palestinian state and an Israeli state? Well, that's a great idea. It's been tried many times. The people that reject it, are always the Palestinians. So, for example, he tells them this about how Bill Clinton met in 2000 at the Camp David Accords, right, mm-hmm. with Yasser Arafat and Ehud Barak, who was the so the leader of Ham- Hamas and the leader of Israel. And he talks about how they basically said, "We'll give you the Gaza Strip. We'll give you almost the entirety of the West Bank. We'll give you East Jerusalem for your capital. We'll kind of you know kind of split Jerusalem." and And we'll give you some money, some funding for this. And Yasser Arafat was the one who said, I don't want that. And he said, this is what he said. This is his judgment. This is a person who was raised in Hamas, right? He Mm -hmm. says, Yasser Arafat had grown extraordinarily wealthy as the international symbol of victimhood. He wasn't about to surrender that status and take on the responsibility of actually building a functioning society. And he goes on, Mm -hmm. he says, Arafat had been handed the keys to peace in the Middle East, along with real nationhood, for the Palestinian people, and he had thrown them away. As a result, the status quo of quiet corruption continued. And then he said, for Arafat, there always seemed to be more to gain if Palestinians were bleeding. Another intifada would surely get the blood flowing and the Western news cameras rolling along once again. So you, you can, the, the history is complicated, right? The, the six day war, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Israel is attacked by multiple nations, takes over a broad swaths of land, and then gives it back to the people who attacked them. Right? I mean, cons- all these concessions, <sighs> and so it, it's it's complicated. There's a lot of bad blood, There's a lot of mm-hmm. harms that have been done. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, I think for us, we should say, okay, we don't understand all of it, mm-hmm. and this will never be resolved, most likely, until Christ returns and brings peace right yeah. to
0: the entire world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. You know, just for everyone watching, you know, we want to approach this humbly, and when we're looking at this stuff big picture and stuff, again, so complicated, but then there are situations, you know, kind of like what we're looking at this week, that we can look at that, and we can say, no, like, terrorism is evil, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to lay it out for you in Scripture, like, why we should condemn, like, what's going on here.
1: Yeah, so let's be praying for, for peace for uh, the people of Israel and people people of Palestine, Um, Mm -hmm. they need our prayers right now, and let's uh, be humble and wait for information to come out before we make definitive declarations.